Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of The Testing Peers. Yes, we've been here for 100 episodes and thank you for those people who have persevered and gone through every episode. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate every listen that we've had and every download. I think we're up to about 44,000, uh, so we appreciate every single one of those. Thank you for joining us for this 100th episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we have the four original co-hosts, including Russell. Hello. Chris. Hey. Simon. Hello. And myself, David. Hi. And we have our super fan. We were trying to work out whether she's appeared on the most uh, episodes as a guest, co-host, and it's Beth Marshall, so we welcome you along. Hello. Lovely mm. to be here. Brilliant. Uh, so just before we get started on the actual banter and the main part of just, which is just a celebration episode, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Saffron QA. Saffron QA have continued to sponsor us throughout this journey, and we are proud for them to continue sponsoring us and to support the testing community. Therefore, should any of our listeners be in the market for a new job in testing or hiring new talent for your team, please reach out to Ben he can be contacted via email at ben at saffronqa.co.uk. And we always start an episode with banter. And today, Beth, take it away. Okay. So firstly, congratulations on 100 episodes. Like that is, Ooh. it is genuinely, it's an amazing achievement. Who would have thought it? I was reading today that apparently only 1% of podcasts make it to their 21st episode. So you are in the finite finite percentage of people that stick stick it out to get all the way to the big 100 so well done i'm sure hopefully over the course of this episode we can find out more about about what this journey's looked like to kick us off with some banter that's themed around 100s i would love to know can you tell me something that you've done 100 times or more who's first chris Thanks. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't say a podcast because I haven't been on all all one hundred. Ah, uh, no, none of us have, which is probably a blessing. <laughs> but I would say probably in terms of recent times, I'm sure Simon would probably say I've had a hundred jobs, but that isn't actually true. You read more. Maybe maybe in recent times, something I've done a hundred times probably would be making a roast dinner. We do um, in my household. We try and do one a week if we can. It doesn't always happen. Um, it's just nice to try and have a proper sit down, nice roast dinner. Sorry, that wasn't very interesting at all. all maybe the, all maybe the, the next person you pick on. Uh, it depends what you call trimmings. Mashed potato. Uh, no, we don't. We, 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 we don't need to go there. Mash gates okay. too early. Um, now, roast potatoes is the dream with those things. And actually, I only do Yorkshire puddings with beef. So do you. There's a, in a wow! I thought I knew you. Oof. Okay, Simon, what's your 100 things that you've done, good or bad? I think the thing that comes to mind—I'm not sure why this comes to mind first—is losing to my eldest son on Mario Kart. I must have done that at least a hundred times. Nice. He's uh, quite good. And do you actually? Do you have to pretend to lose, no. or do you genuinely? No, not anymore. Not anymore. He's thrashing no. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we did a uh, a 48 race marathon at the weekend and he won probably 46 of them. It never Sometimes. gets old, does it? No. Your, your kids lose it, beating you at something. Never gets <laughs> old in their eyes. Yeah. 
in their eyes, I think Simon's a bit eyes. downtrodden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Race six, I think Simon was already beaten. David, how about you? Oh, gosh. I've been trying to rack my brains. Probably, I mean, there's been many more than 100 times, but cy- you know, cycling to work, basically. Come rain, sleet, snow, bog, inclement weather cycling, I would say, because I'm not a fair weather cyclist. I was hoping one of you would say something vaguely sporty because I was listening back to the earlier episodes <laughs> and there was a lot of there was a lot of sportsmanship thrown in there with yeah. gymnastics and Tennis. all the various things you've all been yeah. smashing it at. So yeah, it's good to know you've kept that up. Russell. I was gonna say hundred episodes, but we're probably doing less sport now than we were about the start. It's what, three years? Just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, hundred hundred things. That's like my brain automatically went to work, which I guess is where my brain is right now. So I was thinking interviews is probably where I, my first thought went to. I've done at least 100 interviews, probably in the last couple of years. And that's kind of where I went. How many of those have you enjoyed? A lot, to be honest. Um, I enjoy meeting the people, having the conversation, um, learning about it. I don't enjoy the car crash ones. I can't lie. Those ones where it's uncomfortable for everyone but there's a process you've got to get through for fairness and transparency and things. But I do enjoy meeting people, hearing their stories, getting some context and background and trying to make it more enjoyable than just completely like true and false questions. You know what I mean? Actually learn about someone. So I do enjoy that. I always hate saying no to people because they can be great conversations, but not what you're looking for. If you know what I mean. But doesn't it make your day when you have an interview that goes really well and you think, you're a superstar. Yeah. Yes. The oh, best amazing. feeling. Yeah. And then they decline you're off. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a nice conversation. Something learned. There's been connections I've made that way as well. So, yeah. Oh, good. What about you, Beth? Oh, I was hoping I wouldn't get asked. Um, <laughs> things that I've done a hundred times, probably baking. My little boy's getting quite into his baking. And on Sunday evenings, we like to freestyle a new recipe. So we see what ingredients we've got and what we can make out of them. So, you know, it's roughly 50%. There'll be something edible at the end, but that's all good. So, yeah, he's he's past the stage where he would get bogeys and things and, and you can actually eat what's produced. So that's uh, that's definitely something I've, I think I've done 100 times or more. Nice. Ooh. Right. Nice. We're all warmed up. We're all warmed up. Lovely stuff. Obviously, this episode is a very special one because it's the big the big centenary, the big 100. I have some kind of questions to ask and we can kind of see see where this takes us. But something I'd love to kick off with is knowing what are you most proud of? If you reflect back on the the 100 episodes, but also the testing peers as a, as a kind of thing that's happened in your lives, what have maybe some unexpected wins that you're that you're proud of? It's two very separate things, really. I think with with the podcast, I think the fact that anybody who wasn't immediate family or friends listening is is was the greatest achievement. People actually finding it and telling other people to listen. That's just kind of wild. I remember back when I remembered how to blog that that, that sort of thing was really exciting when you saw the numbers get bigger than like 10 or 20. And the fact that, that people would actually listen, give feedback, they liked it and they any sort of positive feedback and we always say at the end of the episode we like feedback we want feedback we want to improve the fact that people gave us feedback 
and and they liked it and they shared it and stuff was it, it made the um hosting sites statistics page a bit addictive to start with and you saw the numbers go up a little bit it was quite it was quite exciting i mean the pandemic when it started was pretty bleak so this was a really exciting thing i'm i'm not going to touch on the community thing yet because otherwise it's just me talking i would have touched on the community thing i think that was a almost unexpected thing I think when we started, we never had any intention. Oh, the creaky chair's back. Apologies. Had to come back out for the 100th. Never been away, Simon. <laughs> well, it has been WD40 a few times. When we started, it was just the four of us, and we didn't see the whole Slack thing becoming a, a proper safe place for everyone. And and I think, you know, the community we've built is quite humbling, that it's there's lots of safe spaces. People people feel free sharing sometimes quite personal stories within in the group and you know everyone feels like it's a place where you can get the cheerleading when you need it and you can get the uh, assurances when you need it as well and I, i'm really pleased with that but yeah I, I still still marvel at the fact we're still doing it i think as well you know the fact that we've not all gone you know what i need my tuesday nights back i need whatever right? i haven't got time for this we're still finding time to do it yes we're not coming every week but we are making it uh, you know more often than not to record episodes so it's really pleased with all of that when you think about the fact that you guys hadn't all physically met in the same place at the same time when you started this this whole journey off now you have right we still get on and you, yeah, <laughs> yeah three times you yeah. haven't yeah. torn each other's like, hair out or whatever i mean that's to have kind of forged a relationship like that that's so built on trust when you haven't physically met does it kind of surprise you that you're still here I don't think so. The thing the podcast is, is is audio record of our conversations that we were having anyway. We were chatting on Slack way before we even considered doing a podcast. So we got really quite close and there was a comment at some point when, you know, we were almost talking more to each other during a work day than we were to our own families. You know, Simon said that in the first episode. And it, it became a sort of camaraderie. As Chris hinted, the first uh, the first episode we would have been happy with just with 50 downloads you know we we weren't doing it to gain followers we the whole journey of this is just to get our message and our passion and our thoughts out to the wider to the wider community it's a passion of us we have created 100 episodes we've self financed it or with the help of the community we've edited it ourselves you know we know it's not a polished article and we know we're not going to compete with the millions that other do but we have had forty-four thousand downloads and and we're proud of that and as you said beth you know we've got 100 episodes we we have persevered we have enjoyed it we still give up our tuesday evenings we value every co-host that we've had because they bring a little different aspect to us so it isn't just the four of us we have evolved and we will continue to evolve and it's really great that we have the four of us initially, but also great people that we can call upon to to join us in this journey. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's definitely, reflecting back on the episodes, there's definitely been some experimentation and evolution is a word that you, you mentioned there. Before we think about some of those, Russell, did you, did you have any reflections on kind of things you're proud about? To be honest with you, They've all been really been covered. I think it's the community, it's the friendship. You know, we've met, I think, three times still in person or something like that, or four times, not many. Yet we still spend a large chunk of time together or talking together or doing things. And we've evolved this into, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about this more at some point, but 
in the not too distant future, we're putting on a conference together. Yay! That's quite cool. PSCon, you know. Yeah. And One month and three days after release of this episode. There you go. I'm glad someone knows when it's getting released. Um, so it's it's just interesting how it's evolved, how we've learned things. I think I've you know we've grown as individuals. We've used each other's knowledge to help see different perspectives and lenses, and that's helped me be a better person never mind tester and that's quite kind of something i've got out of this which is quite good i think we've all been on personal journeys during that time frame as well and it's one thing that we've all come back to as a safe place for for the four of us we know that the regular conversations have kept us going in some scenarios which i think has been really crucial without getting too sentimental but it has been has been a real positive especially since the pandemic the community side of things is is really important to me we know that the pandemic kind of crushed a lot of things in our lives we started talking and this testing peers journey i think it was even named by simon in november of 2018 i've been keeping track of dates because i'm cool when we started talking it was mostly because i felt that testing leaders who i thought were in a similar position to me might feel isolated might need accountability might need help challenge support the beginnings of community and and i i kind of saw it as a really small thing two three four people but actually it sort of naturally grew as we we went through and then along with the podcast which simon's to blame for people in case you want someone to blame for it existing but with with that coming it sort of shone a bit more of a light on on sort of the work that we were doing with each other and there wasn't a leader there wasn't anybody that was that was driving forwards particular initiatives and we were just being supportive, communicative, collaborative, supporting community. And and other people were were slowly but surely coming along for the journey. And, you know, not, not everyone is a, a podcast host. Not everyone is the most vocal person. But there are real human connections that are being made. Real people are being supported and helped and listened to as a part of that. And regardless of anything else that we've done, that's something to be really proud of. And I feel really blessed that you four and all of the others that we interact with have been happening and the conference taking place is probably going to make me cry. So, Okay, we have a prediction for tears. (laughs) (laughs) I would have said, you know, especially in the the cancel culture, the woke world that we live in, unfortunately now, four middle-aged white men putting on a podcast. I honestly thought it was quite a risk at the time. That it could it could get quite a lot of backlash or where's your diversity where's this that and the other but actually on the whole it's been a very positive warm reception that we've got from doing this and it has given us a platform to try other things i know we tr- we dabbled in the maker tester and there's still more that we can do on that but we, we did make some waves we did find out a lot of stuff about doing that journey it has given us a way to to spread the word under the testing peers banner in a lot of ways We've done our bit in improving the testing community, I think. So talk to me then about some of the other experiments that you've tried as this thing's evolved. And also, I, I see that the the very first podcast went out on May the 10th, 2020. And that, that must have been very, very close to the first UK lockdown, right? Maybe a month or two after that happened. It was March the 14th, was it? Or March the 20th? March, yeah, yeah, March 16th time. was when Boris Johnson told us to stay home. I think we, rec- we recorded it quite early on in the end of March, didn't we? Yeah. I think we left it a while because you have obviously haven't played with the editing tools at that point. We didn't do the we didn't do the end-to-end recording. We did a 
we did the central bit and then we, we went we back didn't and have very good microphones no we didn't <laughs> the first episode i think took six, seven hours to edit because wow. it was finding the bits from yeah the first few took a long long time well, for context how long does it take to do do one now uh probably about three hours i'd say 300 hours plus yeah. of time that is that is a real that's a job <laughs> it's a job sometimes to fit it in it's just just shine, shine a light this is david and russell they've been doing the editing every podcast the two of them have done their own time they've been doing a superb job so mainly well done those things. thank you do you think getting through all of the stuff that happened around that time 2020 because so, there was so much uncertainty and and things up in the air do you think this kind of helped to ground you and ground that time Definitely. and have a consistent thread mm. running through running through your kind of lives. If I'm honest, I think if there hadn't been a pandemic, we may never have actually released it and it may just have been a conversation mm. and an idea and then we just got sidetracked, distracted, parked it. And we so had a lot of spare time, didn't we? There have been times when we've struggled to get episodes recorded. As soon as we got mm. out of lockdown, we were Freedom. suddenly busy and getting on with our lives and going to work and finding our own feet. And so... There was a couple of weeks. Luckily, we we had episodes in the on the back burner, so we could keep the cadence. But there was there was a time when it was cl- very close to the wind as to to not having any episodes. I think only once have we actually missed an episode completely in in that period as well. And you know, where we've not released one every two weeks, it may be a day late or two days late. In we, some we, it was a Wednesday release instead of a, a Sunday. Yeah. Or Monday. I think there was one that we missed completely, but. Over 100 episodes, that's pretty pretty impressive. Um, and 99% we went for, success rate. And the other thing we tried was during the first anniversary month, we released an episode every week, and two of those were complete flops. You know, we, we tried new things. We tried to do the AMA. We gathered questions from people. We, we, you know, we realized the AMA format for a podcast isn't the best. We're not... We're not Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett. We don't get millions of questions that we can use for a, a podcast AMA. We had about 15 and we fleshed that out over two episodes. <laughs> we we tried it and it, it didn't work particularly well. But on the whole, we've stuck to the general podcast format, just changed the topics. And I think the biggest biggest thing we've done that's kept it going and kept it fresh was introducing the guest hosts. And that came out of the fact that we weren't around every Tuesday anymore or every Wednesday or every Monday, whatever night we've recorded. We have changed nights, haven't we? I'd go as far as to call them now just co-hosts. We're not even guests anymore. Yeah, We've had so co-hosts. many, like... Yeah. Peers. We're peers, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone and everyone. So maybe next step is all four of us step back and let our peers run the podcast. They're going to do the editing perfectly. Yeah, can they do the editing as well? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I heard someone band around the 44,000 number, which is really nice that... We're living in a world where you can get data that easily and you can you can do things. Are there any other kind of um, stats about the podcast that, that sort of you're particularly pleased with or, or, or not? Or is there anything that you think, I kind of would have expected that to maybe be a bit more popular? Can I just check something, Beth? Have you yeah. listened to every episode? I will have listened to, I think if, if this was a, a, what is it, non-functional requirement, if it was an NFR... I'd probably have hit about 85, 90%. So I wonder whether anyone has, apart from, well, I don't even know if all four of us have listened to every episode. I guess David or Russell will have listened to most of them. Yeah, I've listened but to them all. I've listened to everyone. So, I mean, I wonder whether anyone other than us four has actually listened to every single one. But that's a, that's a stat touch, to find out. If you're that person. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> I like the experimentation though. I like we've we've talked about having other hosts and stuff, and that's been really exciting. Different voices, different ideas, mm. different people getting involved. I've I've really enjoyed that because I love these three guys here, but I can kind of guess sometimes what they're gonna say. I know that like we you know we've had enough conversations. You throw just one new person into the mix, and all of a sudden people are like eliminating mashed potatoes from Christmas dinners. And yeah, these these guys. things, yeah, it just wouldn't have happened necessarily otherwise. But I I like it. We we've we not every episode has been four people talking about a particular topic. We 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 talked about the AMAs. We also had Heather Reed talk through um, ah, yeah, her, when her she episode. did her re revisit of the revisit of the 30 thing every new tester should yeah, that a was few, great. F- few other ideas of things that we want to sort of cover that are, that are a bit sidebar and we did talk about maybe doing like a whole other like so different series of things but actually like we're all testing peers mm-hmm. we're willing and able to have a go have an experiment learn from it and then see and actually the even though that that episode with Heather and Reed was episode seventy two, it appears in the top ten. It's downloaded over six hundred episodes, so it has number six. Ah, yeah, so definitely guest guest hosts for the win. And Christmas episodes, Beth. Would you like to talk about them? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still cross. They're, they're, they're some, they're some of my Go back if you want to see some some genuinely irate Marshall. Uh, action. I think actually that that was one of the first times that we had any kind of disagreement. It was on the, the first time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I do apologise, Beth, for for causing that angst. Thanks. Uh, if you can but, give me some something in writing or, or nothing no. at all, I'll come with some mashed potato to the, uh, the Piers Con. <laughs> yes, yes. I will also bring mashed potato, and it'll be like Bodger and Badger. <laughs> yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. That's the lunchtime <laughs> entertainment sorted. <laughs> but oh, I think we did we did we did learn something from the first Christmas episode because I think we overloaded the guests on the first one and I remember with eight people eight yeah. eight people and I know was... David was almost drowning saying this is going to take and there was Simon going we've only yeah. we only need a week to it oh no no it, the editing no, was no. Just... and we and we also learned the the pre planning at that point as well we we, yeah. we started from the following year we recorded our Christmas episode in November. Yeah. Or you know, to try and plan it, we didn't manage that this year, unfortunately. <laughs> but... little, little, little insight for the listener: there's not a lot of planning that goes on in Testing <laughs> yeah. Peers podcast. But you do have you've got a Trello board, right? With um, we future had ideas and we, we, it when exist. was the last time we looked at it? <laughs> so who who comes up with the ideas for episodes? Five minutes before the episode start. What should we talk about oh, tonight? We all do a little bit. Yeah, we all bring, bring ideas. <laughs> sometimes a guest, yeah. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's something that's happened at work or something. It's something like that that triggers us or conversation. We've always got someone. X someone's always got an idea of something they might want to talk about. We sometimes yeah. have to have to sort of temper some ideas. I mean, usually it's because we're ranting about something that we are. We never want to talk about that. And then we go, well, actually, no, maybe we should take the heat out of that before we talk about it. We have had a roulette wheel at one point as well. well we've done Wheel of Names. Wheel yeah. of Names a couple of times, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, there is. this is actually a, a, an interesting point because we also have a desire to have a Testing Peers episode where we talk about diversity and inclusion. But clearly, with four white middle-aged <laughs> British men, we're not that representative in that circumstance. So I think what would be an aspiration for me, I've probably jumped the gun here, Beth, I apologise, but we were talking about topics. <laughs> I think it'd be it'd be really awesome if we could get from our community a more better, well-represented re- group to talk about diversity and inclusion. Um, I think that would be a really important episode to cover. 
I think depending how far we want to take that, we could look at some of the flagship diversity days. And we've got an, an, a community now where we could look at a International Women's Day episode where we've done you know, mental health awareness, right? I we've done mental health that. awareness. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those, I'm really those, proud of those, ones, those episodes. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me with those episodes was the amount of comments we got afterwards saying, thank you, that episode really helped me or, you know, I really resonate. And those are some of the episodes where we got the most responses and the most shares and stuff on, on our socials. It's an interesting point that Chris has made because there's so many different angles for it. We aren't a diverse group. Let's face it, you know, this is a video recording of this one, so you'll see. There's different angles. Obviously, we want to be advocates. That's, I think that's half the point, isn't it? So, you know, we can elevate a voice um, sometimes, but you obviously need to hear different perspectives on it because we haven't experienced some of the things ourselves and so on. It's, um, it's, it's something that we're keen to know more about, to hear different angles, hear different sides, to kind of help um, elevate, I guess, the kind of concepts and ideas around it, mm. equity and so on. And I think the reflection that I would have on that is that the kind of community aspect of the peers is is a very broad church, if you like. There's a lot of, you know, look at the the guests that have been on this on this podcast. They they are quite varied, uh, interesting people with a variety of of experiences and things. And I think that's a really welcome relief to a lot of what is cluttering up my LinkedIn feed at the moment, which just seems to be a little bit negative, a little bit toxic, you know, just just about competition and divisiveness. And I think having a community like this one shows how powerful it can be when people work together on stuff. Intentional inclusion. Culture fit, not culture. Culture ad, ad not culture, culture ad. Yeah. I think oh. it also it's, it's how we celebrate the little things, you know, the fact we've got the I said no channel where people can actually say, you know what, I've pushed back on that commitment. And people are like, yeah, you've done the right thing. Well done. You know, it's not just about the big sob stories or the things I'm really struggling with. There is general celebration of things as well, which is it's celebrate a good, good times channel as well. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that there's a place where you can be, you can celebrate someone's achievements and have your achievements celebrated, even if it's just, you know, something that would be too minor to put anywhere else. But you're, you're just, you just want a moment to celebrate it. Like that's really nice to know you're not going to have a load of pushback or any sort of negative pile on because i do think that's it's, that doesn't it's exist a bit of a sad, it's a sad indictment know. yeah <laughs> that yeah. doesn't happen social media i don't know what you're on about <laughs> it's a love fest linkedin well, and during and during X. the time testing peers has been around we've seen the startup and the demise of a lot of different platforms and and things people have tried to experiment with and what was it rocket or discord and all these different things and and Twitter coming and going and it, there's actually been a lot of change. We've outlived them all. Twitter was our big thing when we started. It was the the thing we we you know we got the most likes, etc. On, but now it doesn't get anything because the things moved on. Everyone's moved off it, and LinkedIn has just exploded as far as being the only place really where we get any real sort of acknowledgement and shares and comments and 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 thoughts about it. So. It's interesting because also things like the Ministry of Testing, Slack died a death, and that was a real big thing for us as yeah. well, being able to share stuff on there. That's gone. And the community dynamic changed, and it, it felt like there was a hole for us to fill with our own community. And, you know, yes, we're in the very early stages still of growing that out, but it, it has filled a gap, and it's the only Slack channel I spend any time in, to be honest, now. So thinking then, something that I really like about 
almost every episode that I've listened to is that there's always a point at which you think about the people that are listening and you think about what can you share that's going to help them. And I guess that ties back ties back into the peers being kind of, I don't want to say off the people for the people because that sounds ridiculous, but it isn't about one person telling everyone what they think and not really listening. What advice or snippets would you have for people who want to reach that point where they're getting to 100 100 episodes of a podcast they want to reach a point where they're developing a community they are thinking about doing experiments like putting on their own testing conferences what advice would you give on things to try and things to avoid it's tempted by a very tongue-in-cheek don't do it but (laughs) if i'm honest with you i would say do do it yeah it's like a lot of things when you put yourself out there or do something it kind of creates something and it's kind of i think we've said it in podcasts before if you help one person been of some value once um and that be that podcast be that blogging be that um talking at events be that just listening to somebody in a conversation in the pub to be quite blunt so it's huge value to kind of do something and to experiment and to kind of put yourself out there i'd also say find yourself your first follower find yourself the person who believes in you that critical friend who supports you but also can challenge you and we've all of us have supported and challenged people's ideas and things as you've seen the episode and what we've discussed we will always sometimes be challenged and and try new things and realize actually that we won't do that again but actually trying things and you know as we said first of all actually challenging ourselves to get a podcast out in the first place we talked about it for a couple of weeks we thought no let's just let's just do it there has to come a point where you either talk about it forever and nothing ever happens or stop talking about it or you then action it. And we work together in order to, you know, we each had our, you know, editing, finding the site, doing it. We we built it up very quickly, but we couldn't, it's a lot of work to do on your own, but having a collective spirit, it certainly helps. But having critical friends and supportive, supportive people around you are an absolute must. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. And I think, you know, having experience trying to set up a separate podcast myself as well and and getting to a point where I couldn't really do it on my own doing this as a group was really you know it really has helped us all and it's become a habit I think that's the biggest thing as well we've done it for long enough that it's become a, a ritual almost that we know at least every other week now maybe not every week we will record an episode but most weeks if we even if we don't record we'll at least get on the call and have a chat with each other and check in and you know it just becomes part of our week which is which is good because it you know, especially after the pandemic, having some habits that continued has been sort of how how we've kept saying in some respects. But I would say, you know, if you want to do that kind of thing, try it, but find your tribe and find find your first, like David said, your first followers, the first people that believe in your message that you're trying to get out there or, you know, your first super fan like Beth. You know, you, you were one of the first that actually really sort of hooked into the, you know, this is a great idea, do it kind of thing. And, and you know, your support has been appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, yes. you're one of the first to give us feedback, which is yes. how we know. Oh, was I really? Mm. <laughs> Early adopter. Very good. Yeah. I think I've got I've got a couple of cliches that I would say that go with these things. I like a bit of cliche. So, like just just following on on some of those bits that we do said, it's the it, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You got to put yourself out there and go for it. Like we've clearly done some things that have failed, but we've we've kept on. We've learned from them. 
we've decided there are things that we won't do again. We once tried to to name an episode after some <laughs> song titles because I do that. It flopped. We renamed it. Did better. But another one is you know, the team that works together wins together. Like this, this absolutely no way this podcast would have maintained a fortnightly cadence for releases if we didn't do these things where you know we got we all go through seasons where we've got mental fog we, we, we're moving house we're changing jobs something's going on in our lives we're unavailable we're a supportive community and it's and that's that's broader than just the four of us but we're here to, to like family first is like a, a common phrase we have when when something something's come up and we can't we can't jump on those things and people are apologizing you don't don't worry like that's not important like i can take up the slack i'll do this thing you do that don't worry the beauty of that is like people have got like moving and flexing bandwidths in their lives at various times and as we go through more and more years we sort of learn when we go through these cycles and these seasons um and and we are like generally quite supportive we we sometimes have a little bit of over banter with simon particularly but he knows we love him let's be honest we bully simon in a constructive way yeah. we, we, we do not all the constructive bullying right yes exactly it's banter isn't it a constructive bullying. <laughs> you don't usually do it in public <laughs> don't usually yeah you're right but i definitely think if if you've ever worked with people that are quite that assume the worst of someone or have quite a critical view on people and their intentions it's so refreshing when you don't you aren't around people with that kind of picture who see they assume positive intent always and they they understand someone's point of view and that is such a massive deal and such a, a reason to keep coming back to a community like this one because you think ah, okay you get that I'm, you, you get it i think part of the reason why we felt we were able to put a conference on and Russell's done a lot of the heavy lifting so far. So, uh, but we, you know, we're all, we're all chipping in where we can is because people have started, you know, we felt people were buying into that ethos. They were, they, they, they believed in the message. They, you know, they've, they've backed us to get us this far. You know, there will be people that come along to the conference that have never listened to the podcast, but I imagine the majority of people that come along will have been on the journey with us. So certainly the, the the people that are excited about the conference are ones that that know us and they've got to know us through the podcast. So I am one of these people who is pretty <laughs> giddy with excitement because I just think it's it's back to that thing of having an aspiration and chewing it over and wondering if it's going to work. And it's been, I'd love to know the first podcast episode where that was mentioned, but it was a long time ago where you said, I'd love to put on a conference. I'd, l- I'd love to do that. It might have been the conferences episode. I think, no, I think it might have been earlier than that. I think we talked about it very early. in the. In, in, I seem to remember when we listened to the episode, episode one back in the car on the way back from Alton Towers, that there was some reference of <laughs> maybe one day we'll do a conference. We're talking about conference speaking. I maybe, conference but... speaking, not necessarily delivering a conference. Oh, well, you know. We're going one step further. But yeah, no, I, I think it was quite early on that we did say it was an aspiration, whether we'd actually ever get there. It's not an easy thing. It is not an easy thing. And what is fantastic, having a little inside of you on how interested and excited people are about it and seeing it kind of fall together from concept to, to something that's genuinely happening. And I think something that's just going to be really, really cool. And it, it's also in the north, which yeah. Nottingham is technically north by yeah. someone's north definition. of London, south of most of England. 
So tell me all about the conference. Like I want to know all about the conference and I'm sure the listeners listeners do. So tell us what's going on. So I'll give you a brief thing because obviously we've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And like the podcast, we decided, right, if we're going to do it, just got to do it. So, you know, we haven't as much time as we would have liked between things. So we're going to announce, I think, most of it. So we've announced a couple of keynotes. One of them isn't Beth. Never mind. Maybe so you've got Lee, Lee Rathbone and Lee uh, Rathbone. Heather Reed, who Heather are Reed. both like super awesome. Key- like I've seen them keynote at other conferences mm. where they would have been paid a packet to come and speak. And they're doing this on a, there is no money to pay speakers for this conference. So so you can attract that kind of talent. Um well, not us, the community can. So yeah. because we're putting this on for the people, we're kind of, we've kind of framed this as that. Look, this is a community-driven thing. But we're just members of the community. We're no one special. We're doing this for the benefit of everyone. Putting it on, we're keeping it cheap. Twenty quid a ticket. I think we're not getting it. paid. We're yeah. not getting paid. You're not getting paid. No one's getting paid. It's costing us money to get there. All the rest of it, like everyone else is. You know, we're in this together. So we've got a couple of keynotes. We've got the rest of the cut of agenda, which by the time this goes out should be published. That's the plan. Can we have some sneaky, sneaky insights? Well, it wouldn't be sneaky if it's already published because we wouldn't be insights then. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, well, yeah, I it haven't was, heard it. We can tell you after. Yeah. It, would be, it would make sense in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, by the time this goes out on Monday, the intention would be that the, the programme would be announced. So, Yeah, but we're planning on dropping some names, not all names at once. But by so Monday, we should have announced all of them, shouldn't we? I don't know. Is, You're there, doing the is there one <laughs> name you could give me? Can I push you for for one or we have one, one name, name that you know is we definitely? Can, oh, we can. I can tell you not yeah. a name, but there is more than one nationality involved. In nice. Yeah, we've gone international. Yeah. There is more than one gender. That's we right. could also oh, say yes. that one of the peers is speaking. <gasps> that's that's a mic drop. Not solo. Not solo. Joint talk. And it's not yeah. me. <laughs> oh, cutting it down then. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, and Simon is desperate to be on the main stage for the welcome. Yes, I, I I would like to try my hand at MCing, hosting, but I don't know if that's feasible. So we might give him a test and experiment to see whether we go with. Give that. him an hour. And uh, see you could always join me, Beth. Do it as a pair. Always a pleasure, Ooh. never a chore. I want some input from you, actually, Beth. Putting me on the spot in a podcast is definitely a way of getting me to say yes to things, by the way. This is, no, this is, this is <laughs> oh, right. Tell us. I, want, I want your input. This is oh, so, we, you know, we've got these brilliantly named volunteers called volunteers. Volunteers, yeah. Um, Lovely. Lovely. Now, obviously, if you're, if you're a volunteer at, at any of the other wonderful conferences, you often wear quite a nice bright colour. What colour do you think our volunteers should be wearing <gasps> on the day? Oh, I think it should be one of the four colours in the Testing Peers logo, like an exact colour match. Simon would like yellow, I can tell already. I don't know how many volunteers you're having, but if if they if there can be a mixture so we that they're in some of the each. four colours, like Google, because it would be so instantly recognisable to, to me and maybe two or three other maybe attendees that that's what's happening. That's <laughs> oh, yes. This is up the cost of everything. Yeah, those glo- lovely global hypercolour ones, which shows when you get. Oh, up. when yeah, you breathe lovely. on them, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably yeah, be great. maybe need to calm our ambitions <laughs> oh. a little bit. But it's going to be it's going to be all day. Two tracks. Yep, two tracks. And um, we're going to have a couple couple workshops, a couple keynotes. The venue's great. Um, they'll be putting on food for us. What games? Lots of hotels in, nearby like, too, right? Football. Yeah. We've got yeah, there's hotels. They're, they're, well, yeah, we, we might be able to get some really cool like extra activities. We might have some nine out of ten testers getting involved. Well, they're written down on the list of things happening. Exactly. So better be but there we, now. But we might. 
Um, we also oh, have right. like, some might... of the, some of the potential sponsors that we we yeah. potentially partner with. They're they're yeah. talking about bringing some activities with them as well. Oh, great! We want to make it interactive. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. It's not just about a, a, a thread of conference talks. It wants to be a it's a community event. Mm. People have a chance to double their try their hand at a few different things. And actually, that's a really good point because you know you know at most conferences you go to, you kind of all sat in rows. You won't be at Pearscon. That's it. In the row. Oh saying. my god. That's a, there's a mic drop right there. There is a mic drop right there. Because we want people to talk. So we yeah. want people what to What are you most excited about? Thinking um, about what's happening at PeersCon. What do you want to <laughs> <laughs> narrow it down a bit? Oh. What, the day after. what is going to put a big smile on your face uh, if you see happening? Just seeing the people, seeing people there, the, knowing that we, we brought them together and enjoying themselves at a face-to-face testing conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me it's it's the four of us being on stage at the start of the day welcoming everyone in, into it and feeling like we've helped put this on and it's yeah that feeling of this is what we've we, we've it's not that we've achieved it but we've we've put this on for the community feels like we're doing our bit especially at the cost element as well making it accessible some people have been quite grateful that we're making it an event that they can afford to come to without having to ask their company to pay for it and they can do it off their own back so yeah, I think I think for me it's that you know standing out and looking into the audience and seeing lots of excited faces looking back at us, looking forward to a day of hopefully being entertained and and learning something new. There's the Yorkshire side of me will be happy that it's gone on and the costs and so on because you know <laughs> this is done at risk us financially commitment yeah, to yeah. costs and things like yes. that to sponsors. So pulling it off, getting sponsors, getting people there, and seeing happy faces that the community itself has got value from it means it'll be worthwhile and I will sleep like a happy man. Mm. I'm going to make a prediction that my favourite thing about PeersCon is going to be hearing people say how much they want PeersCon to be an annual event. <laughs> I'm just going to put my, that out there. That that's, <laughs> that's happening. I'm putting that into the world. Is that the first vote, Beth? That's my prediction. That's the conference chair for 2025. I'll tell you um, what, what I'm what I'm looking forward to is a coming together of people that I know either personally or or, or sort of just by by um, reputation from different sort of communities and conferences that mm. I might know in one place where maybe I wouldn't have seen them together and seeing that sort of the whole new sort of melting pot of different minds mingling like when when test and peer started i knew all the people that had been joined because i knew them but the minute they started having their own conversations and their own relationships that was really exciting and that's what i'm looking forward to just seeing if anything i if i can just sort of stand in the corner and just watch and be like this is what should be happening community in action that would be that put me in a big smile i also plan on hugging as many people who will let me um for 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 sure i think there's there's an element for me that it's a bit like that and i know chris beth you were both there that first test bash after the pandemic mm. where it felt like the community coming together and everyone being excited to see each other i have a feeling a feeling that piercecom will be a little bit like that as far as bringing people together that wouldn't usually have come to a conference together you know, like Chris said, people from different communities, but I think there's a lot of people that have never been to a testing conference that are coming along already as well that have spoken to me about this will be their first one and you know they're really looking really? forward to it. So it's it's quite exciting from that aspect as well of building a new community. That's great. What a gift because, I mean, there was even a podcast about conferences and the first conference you've all been to. and Episode like that. 67. 
nice (laughs) (laughs) and that's a i mean what a gift to give to somebody their first conference so yeah let's make it doing a good job then yeah (laughs) yeah amazing right well i've really enjoyed talking to you all tonight and thank you for thank you for being so honest and answering questions and being so honest for the last few years really i think it speaks a lot to what the peers is like that the 99th episode was called failures (laughs) because you're not afraid of failure and you're not afraid to try new things oh we're terrified of failure yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but have you got any any kind of parting words at the end of this uh, 100th episode i was gonna ask you know what's next i know we're doing the conference world tour (laughs) podcast wise do we continue do we stop at 100 no no we carry on that sounds like a good idea though um, what we do is we cross train more, so we swap roles. You want to get people to do editing, yeah. And so, well, we we open it to the wider testing peers community. See if someone else wants uh, to pick up the uh, editing. Swap roles. And... Me and David are just socials. Yeah, and, and uh, Chris and Simon can do editing. I've already promised that if we if I do editing, I'm going to do a lot of voiceover and in, in the <laughs> narration over the <laughs> lot, lot, lots of random noise, probably singing and just pressing random random noise effects into the episode. It'll be an experiment, Chris. You know, yeah. said we'll try and fail. Yeah. Sorry, we'll, well try experiment, not fail. I think my 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 sort of parting shot before the outro, which I'm also going to do, but I'll let everyone else have a word before then. My final thought, just just on like this test in Piers 100, is I can't get my head around it. I don't think I ever will. But I just I've just enjoyed it. And thank you to anyone that's listened, everyone that's given any feedback, even. When people don't like it, it's it's good it's good to know. We thrive on feedback and it's it's awesome that anyone has listened. That's kind of the 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 main crux of it really. Like it just blows your little mind that some some people are sitting in four, five, six, seven, eight different living rooms around the world could have something recorded um together that somebody else actually has given up their time to listen to. So thank you. I shall move on to the outro very smoothly. Nice transition from me to me. Good job. So that was Testing Peers 100. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you're coming to Nottingham on the 14th of March for Testing Peers Con, tickets still available, £20, testingpeerscon.com. We would love to see you. We're not going to run out of tickets, so please come and get involved. Share, tell your friends, get involved. Um, We'd love to see you there. Um, thank you to Saffron QA for their sponsorship. Thank you a million times to Beth Marshall for her wonderful hosting. Thank you to all of the hosts of Testing Peers so far. We look forward to many, many more. Please give us all your feedback. You can contact us at contact us at testingpeers.com. You can find us on most of the socials. We are more likely to get back to you on LinkedIn than any of the other ones. I would hazard a guess. But thank you so much. And we will see you for the next 100. Hmm. Thank you very much. Goodbye. For now, it's goodbye from the testing peers. Goodbye. Goodbye.